Welcome to Travel Market Life, your companion for industry insights and professional business development. Travel Market Life. Join us by webcast, video or podcast. Hello and welcome back to Travel Market Life, Hotelier's Voice Season 3. In today's episode, we're featuring Faneeth Paris-Hoffman, Regional Director, Commercial Planning and Distribution EMEA for Wyndham Hotels and Resorts. We'll be talking distribution, following his article, 18 Trends to Watch in Hotel Distribution 2023 and Beyond, from his LinkedIn, which you can find in the link below in the description. We'll be covering in our conversation, the pleasure market, regulatory changes, cybersecurity, and fintech. But before we do, I'd like to thank you very much for joining us on this journey with Travel Market Life. It's been an incredible three years and we've really grown. The last six months has been phenomenal with near double the growth in audience. So if I could just ask you, please, if you could leave a review, give some ratings to the podcast, share it with your friends, your colleagues, your peers across LinkedIn through email and just basically recommend us. Um, You know, we are on a fantastic road ahead and I really hope to also meet some of you. Now, coming up over the next few months, in September, I'm gonna be hosting the Ace Hotel Tech Summit in London. I will also be at the Independent Hotel Show London, where I'll be moderating a technology discussion on AI, as well as hosting three separate sessions at the social business space. So check out the program for more information. I'll also be back at the International Hotel Technology Forum 2024. Thank you ever so much again. I've really enjoyed serving you these last three years and cannot wait for the coming few years ahead of us. Travel Market Life. Vinny, thanks ever so much for joining us today to look at distribution. Now, it's an area that has completely changed over the last 10 or 15 years. Why is there such an art to distribution today? Hey, Ryan, great to be here. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, so distribution, I, I feel, I mean, I got to sort of maybe reference it a little bit to what revenue management used to be probably about 20 years ago, where it was a real dark art where people said, oh, revenue management, you know, this is um, something mysterious. We don't know what to do, how to do it, etc. And then, you know, 20 years fast forward, um, you know, you have a more sophisticated environment, you have uh, revenue management systems, uh, trained revenue managers, uh, revenue management courses at university. Distribution suddenly has, you know, appeared as as a sort of next wave of, of where the industry needs to be. And if you think about it, revenue management can only optimize and maximize once you have the top line revenue coming in. So where is your top line revenue coming in? And that's where distribution comes in. So, so the distribution channels are, are key to driving that revenue that you know needs to flow into, our, into the hotels and for the revenue managers to maximize it. So I feel it's a turn of distribution to hold the limelight now. Um, and there's lots to do. It's a messy business. I mean, it's quite interesting what you say there, because, I mean, there's channel managers. Can't you just leave them to do the job? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you could. I mean, channel managers have been around for a while. Um, however, I think there is a better understanding of what, what needs to happen within the ecosystem. Um, and also, it's constantly changing because it's not just the technology. So, so if you look at property management systems, originally, they were just doing property management, whereas now... 
they do, you know, channel managers are blended in. But then if you look at large hotel companies like Wyndham, um, channel managers are, are just not adequate to handle the volume of business and, um, you know, checks on ARI, availability rates, inventory checks that are required. So, so yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's far more than channel management. It's, it's sort of the simple way to, to address it. And there's so many ways, uh, so many parts of the ecosystem um, that, that needs to be looked at. Now, within your article, you identified a number of key trends and factors that need to be considered, really, when looking at distribution, optimizing it. So I want to look at some of those in our conversation. And I'm only going to pick up some of them because otherwise this podcast will go on forever if we look at the whole 18. But for a summary for anyone, uh, head to Vinith's profile on LinkedIn and you can find his article, 18 Trends to Watch in Hotel Distribution 2023 and Beyond. So first one. Bleasure. Now, this is a market that everyone's been talking about really since the pandemic. Uh, I think we've seen the wheels really get into motion now. Uh, what are you noticing and, and um, what are the key aspects that need to be considered from a distribution perspective then? I think, I mean, what a lovely word, right? Bleasure. We're working up <laughs> with it. Um, delightful. But um, guess what? I mean, you know, it sort of does a job. So, so we don't have to be fans of the word. But uh, the reality is, I think, um, post-COVID and, you know, uh, over that period, it's evolved quite a lot. It isn't particularly new. The word was, if you think about it, the phrase, was coined uh, many years before before that. But I think it has taken additional prominence because, it, you know, leisure came very much back. Business travel completely dropped out. And business travel is now picking up. But then the leisure continues to be important. So, so there's a, a, a bigger blend of, of, of that business and leisure coming through so I mean part of the challenge of course is uh, when that blending has increased how are we as hotel companies um, satisfying that that requirement and so there are different perspectives so product the product does it serve the, the mixed customer that we're getting so could it be a business traveler who is traveling and then wanting to stay out on a couple of days, maybe a family joins the, the person. And, and that's sort of increasingly happening. And also even the individual staying for longer. So, so then you think, okay, now is the hotel room set up for both work and play? What, what does the product need to do? What, what kind of you know, amenities do, do you need to have? Do, do you need to have better coffee than just an Nescafe? Uh, granules, um, you know, so, so there's all kinds of questions, even for regular hotels, let's say regular business hotels that, you know, need to need to sort of answer. So that's sort of from the product side, but also in the distribution of booking side of things, it becomes also challenging for um, travel management companies. So obviously travel management companies are there to serve a purpose, which is to capture and process the business travel requirements. But are they then in turn set up for for capturing the leisure business you know does it go through the same channels do you book um business travel the first part of your trip through the tmc and then the rest of it through i don't know an ota or, or through the hotel direct channels so so those are sort of some of the distribution conundrums that that need to be addressed and, and obviously it's not fully there yet because it's still evolving. So I think that's that's the distribution side. So you know, you asked me earlier on saying, you know, why is distribution so important? Because how we answer to this, how do we set up the product? How do we set up 
great plans? How do we set up, you know, all of these things in our systems and, and have our business structures evolving to meet that new requirement or additional requirements? So that becomes quite, quite challenging because it's not easy to, to address. Yeah, because I mean, the conversations that I've had of a lot of hoteliers is that if it's a business hotel, they now need to be really thinking about the leisure traveller. And if it's been a leisure hotel, they need to be thinking how they actually incorporate um, what the business traveller wants. And, it, 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 and you know, I would just think, well, it's a fusion of the two, surely. But actually, it seems that there are slightly different needs for a leisure traveller compared to just a pure business or a pure leisure traveller there. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and, and I think understanding it is, and, and you can only find out over time. I mean, so it's, it, it comes through information that's obviously publicly available, but it's also the nature of your own product, your own location, your own services, you know, that are required because people are looking for slightly longer stays. And I think, you know, as soon as you're staying longer, then, you know, as we all have traveled and, you know, we all feel um limited in some ways about what was possible so it also is are the opportunities to have those additional sales additional possibilities by talking about the destination you know what are the things that you need to look at you know pre-booking you know during the booking post-booking and at this during the stay so, so you really have to break that out a little bit in order to be able to um to leverage you know that that market so so it's a conscious decision i, I don't think every hotel is a pleasure hotel, um, but I think the ones that have the potential to have a bit of both, I think you have to focus some attention both on the product side and making sure that the product speaks to it. The merchandising side, how do you position yourself in 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 the in the public channels, and 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 how do you actually you know promote it? So so those those are definitely important areas. Now another um, aspect that you're looking at is regulatory changes. Uh, talk to us about that. Now that's sort of fun stuff, and let's not put people <laughs> to sleep by too much of that. Um, but um, I think the, the 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 challenge, I think, you know, distribution meets legal in you know is is how I see it, and um, and not every it's not for everybody. Not everybody needs to be on top of all of this, but I think being aware of it is is really critical. So if you think about the first sort of range of um, regulatory issues. I mean, everybody is aware of the GDPR and things like that because those were, you know, introduced. And then obviously now it's all sort of everybody follows it and it all is meant to follow it. Um, but then there's been a sequence of other regulatory items, you know, the package travel directive, how are packages meant to be sold and how is the booker protected? And that came into play during COVID and caused absolute mayhem for lots of online travel companies, uh, particularly. Um, particularly those who specialize in that. Um, but following on from there, there is also the um, um, uh, Ombudsman, sorry, the Omnibus uh, Directive that um, looked at how discounts work so, so that companies don't um, say raise their price and then discount it and say, hey, here's mm -hmm. a huge discount. I mean, you know, so, so obviously there's monitoring of that going on. And then the bigger ones more lately, um, uh, the Digital Marketing Act and the Digital Services Act, um, those are sort of the Digital Marketing Act specifically targets um, really large corporations like, um, like Google, Facebook, um, Booking.com and, and, and so on, you know, some of the larger uh, players in the market. Um, 
sort of talking about something called a gatekeeper, you know, are they being a gatekeeper? Are they controlling both sides of the business in a way that they are the only, you know, they are the sort of really important gatekeeper. And it is a tricky concept, which again is not for everybody to understand, but but sometimes, you know, in our business, we we love OTAs and we sometimes don't love OTAs. Um, so it's just a question of um, whether they need to be regulated. So the so EU has been taking a closer look at it and saying, if your threshold of, of um, revenue is above a certain number, um, then they fall under the purview of that. And, and, and so that's an, it is relatively new. Um, but again, it's important for companies to be aware of uh, because it then puts certain responsibilities uh, that the OTAs are not always fulfilling in terms of disclosing information to the hotels about customer information, et cetera, et cetera, which hotels can be quite sensitive about because there's that question around, oh, whose customer is it? So, so that's what the DMA is quite relevant. Um, the Digital Services Act, not yet in play. DMA has just gone into play this year. Um, but at the moment, I think booking.com does not come under its purview. So, so they are having discussions at the moment. Um, and then you have the DSA, which is due to come in in 2024, which sort of talks more about a little bit about the secret source or the algorithms that sort of sit behind how what's on display, what do you say, how do you prioritize X hotel or Y hotel, et cetera, on, on, a, on, a, on a platform. And it's quite a quite a mystery. And sometimes, you know, hotel companies have generally sort of tell, oh, you know, what I don't really understand why I've been pushed down. This is up. Um, and the the DSA potentially, I mean, again, I don't know, it's too early to say, and I'm no legal expert by any means. Um, but that could um sort of persuade companies to disclose a bit more about how they make those decisions. Um so so all that, and then there's the short-term rental regulation that is being proposed because obviously that is one of the hot topics in many major cities where um, apartments, Airbnb, rental spaces have been limited. And, and so, so are the short-term rental organizations following the rules that apply to hotels? Um, so there's that sort of side of it. So EU is, is, is very much into quite regulatory mode. And then... If you think about payments, there's a whole side of that, you know, um, the payment services directives are one, two, and we are, I think, entering three now, uh, which will which will also come into play in terms of who, you know, and then so there's, there's lots going on. So again, I, no legal expertise, but all I observe is that we need to be aware as, as an industry about all this. It has an impact on what we do. Um, payments, for example, has pushed the payment sectors quite forward in, in lots of different ways as a result of legislation as well so so much to consider especially you know with the advancement of e-commerce as you say all these new acts coming in regulatory stuff just keeping on top of all of that and how all your distribution partners play play a part in that and i know not just regulatory but cyber security is a big issue when it comes to distribution yeah absolutely and i think the more systems that are involved and you know in our earlier um conversation you mentioned city channel managers as an example but then if you look at a technology stack of a, of a hotel even in one independent hotel versus um a global chain there are so many pieces of technology now they all need to share information between them in one way or the other and and protecting each of those systems and ensuring that each system is compliant and 
and and making sure that all the protocol is followed is quite hard work and 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 hotels are one of the trickiest areas um, to ensure that there is proper security. And, and, and part of it is to do with the fact that there's a lot of employee churn as well. And, and, and so there's an, a you know, manual risk, not just a tech risk. So, so if you combine manual risk with the number of tech pieces in, at play, you know, the two together make it a high risk area. Plus the fact that you are dealing with hotel, um, um, guest payments, details, guest profile, information, etc. So there has been a whole bunch of things that have happened, uh, hotel companies that have been put at risk, um, travel companies that have been put at risk. And, and, and you know, it, it is quite a, an important area to particularly connected to distribution that, you know, typically you wouldn't look at so much, but we have to be really careful with. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's so many cyber threats now that uh, obviously with the number of entry points potentially there within hotels, your guests, your employees, as well as your third parties providers. Now, you've touched on this one already slightly uh, payments, but fintech, because there has been an explosion in the uh, types of platforms and systems and apps in the way that, you know, guests and, and, and TMCs uh, expect to, to make payments as well. Um, what, what do we need to be considering from that then for distribution i think what one of the things is is booker friendly right so so bookers mm. uh, we as travelers or you know anybody else that we are catering to um want a level of simplicity of you know in in terms of payment and and there's so many regional considerations regional and cultural considerations as well with payments which we don't automatically <clears throat> um understand um so if you look at how um, some of the payment methods um, have evolved, alternative payment methods have evolved, um, and every European country has its own, almost its own sort of alternative payment payment method. And so China has its own, or India has its own, you know, Indonesia. I mean, you know, you just go anywhere, and it, it it's got so many different options. So, so the the traditional thinking that hey you know here's your price here's how you pay use a credit card I mean that that sort of time has really sort of moved on. The other side of it is obviously all the payment services directive act type of you know regulation that's been coming through in not only in Europe but also in other countries in terms of uh, secondary um, authentication protocols and things like that that has had an impact as well. So if you combine how people are traveling um, and how the regional expectations or cultural expectations of being comfortable paying in your own currency or your own payment method and you blend all that together so that sort of comes to the world that we are in which is you have you want more options in terms of payment whether it's in the form of you know, google wallet or apple wallet or or, or you know it, is it just a direct sort of some people just want direct transfers still, believe it or not, or, you know, apart from the regular VCCs and so on. So um, so there's there's a lot that's been happening. And if you look at one of the biggest sort of changes that happened um, in the last few years, again, I mean, the, the, the driver of that change was Booking.com, Expedia, for example, always had, a you know, payment um, collect, Expedia collect, as well as hotel collect. But Booking had only a hotel collect for a very long time, and they then invested massively into this program where, and, and developed a lot, lots of different alternative ways to pay. So, so that's changed quite a lot. And hotel companies um, are, you know, again, we're not travel tech companies, so therefore, 
I feel sometimes, you know, for many reasons, we are a little bit behind the, the travel tech companies and for mm -hmm. good reason, I would say as well. Um, but, you know, hotel companies are following suit as well. Um, the other thing that has changed substantially is the whole buy now, pay later piece of the puzzle, which was never a case before. So the, the risks are hedged in, and the financial risks is hedged in lots of different ways. But it's immensely popular, so popular that, again, government's regulation is coming in after the event rather than before, uh, where now there is much more oversight, financial oversight over the BNPL schemes in, in the UK, for example. I mean, as you say, there's so much to consider there. And uh, certainly with the buy now, pay later, it, that is a whole minefield in itself. And the opportunities, though, making it more accessible to hoteliers, even independent small properties uh, can get involved with that and, and open up that opportunity for accessing more guests. Absolutely. No, I mean, it, and it is, it is it has been very much proven. And there are a lot of companies that are doing quite good work supporting that that sort of um that adjustment almost um, into that space, absolutely. Well, Vineeth, I mean, we've pretty much come to the end of 20 minutes, uh, which is, uh, you know, for, for us to sort of delve into the 18 trends. Uh, there is so much more that you and I could uh, talk about. But for the listeners, uh, please check out um, Vineeth's uh, article on LinkedIn, the 18 trends to watch in hotel distribution 2023 and beyond. Uh, he touches on uh, direct bookings, new marketplace models and platforms, group bookings, as well as data insights. Um, and so uh, you know, tap him. Uh, and I'm sure, Vinny, if you'd be open to conversations uh, to explore a lot more of your speciality really here in distribution. Absolutely. Love this topic. It's crazy. It's hard to tame. So therefore, here I am um, talking about it. Thanks, Ryan. No problem. I appreciate you joining me today. So that was Vineeth Perus Hoffman, the Regional Director, Commercial Planning and Distribution EMEA at Wyndham Hotels and Resorts. Check out the rest of the episodes as part of Season 3 for Hotelier's Voice on Travelmarket.life. You can find that on Google or Deezer or Spotify. We are very pleased to say that our number of audience has more than doubled in the last few months. Thank you ever so much for listening to our show. Sign up to our newsletter either on www.travelmarket.life or head to our LinkedIn account where you can get regular updates of all the latest episodes and content that we're producing. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Ryan Haynes. Ciao for now. For more, go to Travel Market Life. The music sensation by Zach Nelson is reproduced under license from Storyblocks. Travel Market Life is a Haynes Marcoms digital marketing agency production serving the travel and technology industries.